Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down to Biscay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, we are going to dissect another Miami Heat loss to start the 2022-23 season. They lose to the Boston Celtics 111-104. But before we dive into that mess, um, although it's not all a mess, so like we're going to make these commenters calm down because I already see what's taking place there. Um, but but it was a mess. Uh, I do want to um, get into um, a little bit about what we're doing here at Five Reasons Sports with the post game show. I know uh, on opening night it was a little bit of a scramble. There was some um, confusion as to what was taking place on the channel. I was supposed to host uh, a Miami Heapy cross crossover episode. I have been down with flu-like symptoms, so I did not make that episode. G stepped up in my place. Thank you for that. Um, so there was a little confusion on opening night. Just to let you know, you will see faces like myself, Sean Rochester, Brian Fonseca, Ethan Skolnick, Alex Toledo, Brady Hawk as we go along. But then we're going to mix in. This is the super dope thing about collaborating with my favorite other uh, Miami Heat entity because it's where I started Miami Heat beat. So uh, as we get rolling here, I want to first introduce Brian Fonseca. Follow him at Brian Fonseca and why Sean Rochester. Sean Rochester, who we called a coach at S. Rochester NBA, and our guest co-host that we are so happy to have on the program because you are going to keep us honest, and we appreciate (laughs) that. Tiffany Meeks of Miami Heat Beat. Follow her on Twitter at Tiffany Meeks 23. Thank you for being here and joining us despite the loss. Oh, thanks for having me. For sure. So I hope that you'll come back when we get a victory because I don't know how fun this is going to be. Um, but so let's start here, y'all. Um, before we get into anything else, I want to tell you all about our great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network postgame show, and that's Insurance by Lynette. So this is who you're going to want to read out, uh, reach out to. A aggressive insurance. She will go to bat for you, whether it be a traffic violation, any other insurance consultation that you need to make sure that you're taken care of and that you have somebody working in your best interest. She is a friend of the program. Check her out at 954-581-8800. Again, that's the insurance agency that works for you. A aggressive insurance, 954-581-8800. Speaking of zero, zero, I wish that was still the Heat's record to start the season, but they're 0-2, y'all. Um, and 
This is a tough one. I so Chicago was kind of like a bad. It was a third quarter, and 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 Lowry obviously didn't look good. This was a game where I felt like it just was a situation where you really saw that size is a is a issue for the Heat, and also the lack of just I guess playmakers, bucket getters. Mm-hmm. Those guys that can go above and beyond and pose will and just get buckets like Jalen uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum were doing. Tiffany, I would like to start yes. with you for just your primary takeaways from this game, the things that you saw that jumped off the page to you uh, as we watched game number two of 82 right. in this Miami Heat season. Um, I think you said it first. We're small. So... And when you got... Gay bound, that means that you are leaving yourself susceptible to teams running up and down the court on you. Because if everybody's hitting the board and boards, nobody's back. Um, that was one of the things. Uh, our, our defense is, it's not, it's not on a string, which it usually is. Um, and I don't know if that's because we have lineups that aren't traditional lineups yet. So these guys are still trying to figure it out where to be, how to be. Um, and and also our better defenders are a year older. So let's also take that into stock that as the season wears on, the bodies just get older. So I don't really know what to take of our defense um i expected better defense from jimmy bam kyle caleb um you know, max like i i expected better um and there were just moments where they all looked lost at different points in time in the game so true um so that's a little bit concerning um i do kind of feel like if this is what it's going to be especially if Vic will be in and out the lineup. At some point, they can mash together better defensive units. I think they can. I'm not going to say they're going to be, you know, top five, but I think the defense can get better um, at some points. Um, I like the combination of Kayla, I mean, I'm sorry, of Gabe and Kyle in the backcourt at times. Um, Especially if Kyle's going to play defense like he did tonight. I, I like I, Gabe is small, so that means you're going to obviously have to help, but he can get into his man, which means it gives Bam more time if he needs to roam that baseline in the back, back and forth to kind of help. And it, it gives Jimmy also help in the passing lanes because Gabe can get into his man. Um, I like yeah. that, too. I, I won't talk so much right now. I'll, I'll pass the baton. But yeah. No, but that's a great passing point because, like, I thought that the Kyle-Gabe lineups were super interesting and they were uh-huh. effective. But overall, when you look at the defense, I mean, when they uh, – the Heat got – what's it here? 13 more field goal attempts. I'm just uh, quickly – I'm box score watching. People used to slander folks on Twitter <laughs> for doing this. Uh, they shot – the Celtics shot 42% from three, 52% from, from the field. So, like, to Tiffany's point, there's a concern about the defense to some degree in this game. Sean, um, the other thing that jumped out at me is the way that Spo just completely like shelved the rotation and essentially played seven players tonight. And so the thing that I kind of always felt like was, okay, you can get over the lack of playmakers and shot makers if you're shooting well. The Heat mm-hmm. shot 30% from three tonight, so they didn't shoot well. And then you can get over the fact that, that you're not that tall – 
by playing your depth, which then they abandoned tonight. Sean, do you what do you make of that, that he shrunk this bench? Do you think it's just a tight game kind of situation? Or are we seeing that the Heat are not necessarily maybe as ready to be deep as we think that they'll be later on in the season? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the depth, I mean, obviously some of the foul trouble led to having to play guys more than they, they needed to in the first half uh, going away from the rotation. But, you know, I think in the second half, shelving Highsmith, Deadman, and Duncan, those three didn't do anything in the first half. So I think the seven guys he played were appropriate. I don't think that there was anyone glaring. I mean, I know there's a lot of people calling the name Jovic, but I mean, at this point, he hasn't shown his card that he's going to put him in the rotation. So I don't think we're at that point. But, you know, I, I just think... Last game, it felt like, what was the problem, offense or defense? And the answer was yes. This game, to me, it was the offense wasn't great, but the defense, like, I jokingly posted a video of shell drill. Like, that's how we got to break it down. Like, these guys are just getting blown by. The ball's getting wherever they want by a pass or a dribble by the Celtics. The same thing happened in Chicago. I get that Jalen Brown, uh, Brown and Jason Tatum are very good players, but anybody is getting yeah. to their spot. The ball is finding the open man. Yeah. We're not good at the point of attack until late in the game. Like Gabe, he brought that energy, and I think it bled into everybody else. We got to have more of that. Yeah. He's going to bring that. He'll play more. Same thing with Oladipo when he's healthy. But it's it's frustrating right now because there's not a lot of great things happening, but the defense right now is just mind-boggling. We're, we're too used to good defense as part of our you know heat culture. It's got to be better. I know. And like, this is the thing, I guess to start the season, I would want the offense to be a little further than the defense because I feel like the defensive habits and Brian and I have talked about this on previous shows, like how eventually those habits will start to manifest themselves in just the way that this team plays. But then when you look at just the athletic disadvantage on some of this stuff, um, it gets a little concerning because you see guys really busting their ass trying and, and and it just didn't manifest itself in these guys playing well enough to get a victory against another tough team. I felt like I felt like Boston essentially exploited a lot of what they exploited uh, in the playoffs. Brian, what were your primary takeaways from the game? And also uh, just lean into Bam Adebayo a bit because I felt like he was one of the bright spots tonight. Obviously, n- uh, nobody with five turnovers is uh, slander-free, but uh, plus 20 bucks, plus minus in a game like this, um, I felt like he had an efficient game, um, maybe could have done a little bit more, but what was your key takeaways overall and then just your thoughts on Bam Adebayo? Well, one thing I'm not going to do is just absolutely wild out because it's not even Halloween yet. So I know people want to like already ship this team off and trade damn near everybody, including, you know, Jimmy and Bam and get Victor Wembanyama. Like we're not doing that tonight because it's not it just it just got to October 21st. That's crazy. Uh, What I will say is that some of the things that I was concerned about going into the season, we've seen them exploited a little bit. Uh, I like the idea of trying to start small and. In order to do that, you need to play fast. They can't start small and not play fast. And Caleb Martin, God bless him, I just he's not going to be in the starting lineup to me at the end of the season. We've all talked about like how that's probably going to materialize. And one of the things that's concerning for me is just like tonight, you're going to get out rebounded a lot because it's not even just being small. It's also that Bam Adebayo, because he's switching on to everybody, it's going to be out on the perimeter when opposing shots go up. Therefore, who's going to get the rebounds and you're talking about Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and guys just barreling into guys like Al Horford and Grant Williams and you're not going to win that strength battle time and time again 
and you're going to get out rebounded. They were out rebounded 43 to 36 uh, as of at least the last minute of the game. I'm not sure if that changed because, you know, the game was over at that point. Didn't really matter. Also, points in the paint. I wanted to look up second chance points. Didn't get a, t- uh, uh, a chance to. It felt like the Celtics had a lot of second chance points, but points in the paint, the Celtics had about 52. That's almost half of the points that they scored for the game. And that's something that's not very Miami Heat like. And that's something that, again, when you switch out Bam onto the perimeter and he's guarding Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, whoever, who's going to be home? And Caleb Martin, again, love him, but that's not going to be the solution long term. I, I, I want to see Nikola Jovic personally. I don't think he's going to clean up all those problems, but that's also because Greg and Sean, y'all know, because I said this on draft night, I was high on him before the draft even happened. And I was saying he's going to be one of the best players from this draft class, and I couldn't believe that he fell all the way to 20, whatever the fuck it was. So I think that Nikola Jovic is going to be good once he gets a chance to play. But the defensive uh, intensity, like, you know, it's, it's not really, like, it's not really there yet. And then also, like, they have Toronto tomorrow and then on monday if i'm not mistaken at home great and yeah that's not the team i want to see if i'm zero two right now that's what i'm going to say and so you answer your question about bam greg um much better than game one it could all it could only have gone up you know what i mean from from that standpoint um still want to see him sharper defensively but i think that's might be more of a team thing also to some extent um and I just think that a lot of what we're seeing from him like it's gonna come like there are people in the chat which we're gonna get to super chats because we've got a bunch we're gonna get to those uh there are people in the chat saying that you know Bam's maxed out this is what he is like he was hitting mid-range jumpers today to start the game and that's not something we've seen him do routinely and that's something that Sean and I talked about this in terms of like people want him to add a corner three whatever the case may be like no I think the main thing you want to see from Bam is the mid-range jumper and also the quick decisions. And the reason why you want the mid-range jumper in particular is because what happened? He made two, then Al Horford had to get a little bit closer, then he used the speed to go right by him. You want to see him do that all season long. So props to Bam for that. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Can I just tag in? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the, the problem that you're going to have with if Bam literally stays in that area, Jimmy can't get off. Mm-hmm. Like two games now, Jimmy can't get off. Jimmy can't get to his mid range because Bam's in the way. Tyler's in the way. Kyle's not cutting. Like you want the reason why you want Bam to take that shot, hit or miss the three is to just get the hell out the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't be in the paint. And point, cute and all that people listen, Tyler. Like it's cute. But the reality is Jimmy plays with force, mm-hmm. whether it's getting to the basket, whether it's the mid range, whether it's that three that we're always like, no, 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 no. Okay. Good shot. But there's a different element to when he's scoring. So you want Tyler and Jimmy to play in a tandem. Meanwhile, you want Bam being able to get you, you know, and let's be realistic, between 15 and 20 points. Mm-hmm. You want at least 10 rebounds. 
and stout defense. This is what you need. But if you don't get Jimmy going, because Jimmy's, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to get people going. He's trying to get Tyler comfortable. But worry about Jimmy at this point. Tyler can get shots, and now he's showing he can play off ball. So what I need Tyler to do is come off the ball. I need Jimmy to establish himself because Tyler can shoot. The one thing he's not going to forget how to do if he doesn't have the ball is shoot. So we got we to gotta be honest and say it's okay for Bam to take two threes a game if he's opening up space for Jimmy. Because Tyler, Tyler's going to be okay. Like, that's the thing we need to stop worrying about. Tyler's offense is going to be the offense. He's going to do. He's going to get it whether he's starting or he's on the bench. You're not going anywhere if you if you've got Jimmy not taking the mid range that he needs to take. If he's just throwing his body into people and he's getting eleven free throws, he's not going to make it to the end of the season. It's such a great point because even like if you look game over game. Jimmy basically saved his game against Chicago by going 14 of 16 from the line, mm-hmm. which obviously is not sustainable from a physical right. perspective, as Tiffany alludes to. Tonight, he didn't shoot a damn free throw. So, like, that's another point, like, if he's not in the spaces that they need him to be in. And I think a lot of this is going to get worked out as the season goes. Right. But you're right. Like, it's a, it's a unique scenario where these guys kind of need to operate in similar spaces at this particular time. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, go forward. Um, the other guy I want to get to before we go to a quick break is Caleb Martin. So we kind of round out, round out the starting lineup here. Oh, wait a minute. Did we really touch on Kyle? We haven't gone to Kyle. No, yet, we didn't. We? No. So Caleb, hold up. We need to talk about Kyle. Lowry. <laughs> so after game one, I have to be really honest with you guys. I don't feel good about Kyle Lowry. I don't feel great about um, just kind of his overall approach to this season, this team, this organization uh, that it concerns me tonight. He's looked a lot better. Uh, Sean, I'll, I'll pivot back to you here. Um, what did you see that you liked from Kyle to me, there's still something off. I don't know what it is. And like, y'all can tell me that I'm overreacting and being an alarmist and I'll take that criticism back. Um, but like, what did you see from him that you liked tonight? And also what the hell, like, am I on to something here in terms of the way that he looks? Well, I think our best offensive option is that brush screen right off his ass. That's the That seems like that's the o- most open we can get on the offense. Just run guys off of him. It got Jimmy a wide-open dunk. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable, though. But he um, – I mean, statistically, he was better tonight. He, he's still, to me, that, that getting downhill part is perfect. But when he gets down there, it's almost like he over-penetrates. He could shoot that floater that Tyler's so good at. He gets down into the rim, and he doesn't know what to do with it. He wants to up fake. He doesn't have the athleticism. He doesn't really have the size to use his body to create space, and he gets stuck down there with nothing to do. Um, we need we need him. I mean, I mean that's the that's the bottom line. You need him or someone to be able to be the head of the snake, uh, whether it's offensively or defensively. And um, you know, while it's an improvement, I think we still need more. And I don't necessarily mean that he needs to do. I think tonight he had like, what, 17 points? I don't need that every night. I need him to initiate and create offense for other people, put them in the right spots and and get the points elsewhere. That's fine if he gets 10 to 15 points. Just shoot open jump shots when they're there, but create for other people. Um, you know, a good sign to be better than it was for game one, but um, obviously not enough because we didn't get a win. 
So true. And Kyle Lowry, to me, yeah, you played better tonight. I need to see more of it. When, when Kyle Lowry signed on the dotted line in Miami, to me, it was a situation where I knew he wasn't going to explode every single night. But I figured, like, if you're going to be paid the way that you're paid, occasionally you're going to get 30 here and there. You're going to get 26 here or there. And you're going to have those types of nights. Maybe not often, but maybe a couple times a month. And so, like, this performance, great. We need to see a lot more of it. I am not um, going to necessarily change my stance on Kyle Lowry. I am still concerned with how that plays out through the rest of this season. I have said my piece there. Manny, let's go to guts check. I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. guts, 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 guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. New segment on the post-game show, Guts Check. I would like to after every game nominate a player that I feel like brought the guts win lose draw I feel like there's always somebody on the heat that we can shout out um and this segment is sponsored by water cleanup of South Florida with over 60 years of combined experience Michael Robert and their team are prepared to handle any size disaster leak detection leak detection issue 24 hours a day 365 days a year they have an emergency hotline so that you can get in touch with them immediately they will work to find your leak, make sure it gets repaired, then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. They are fully licensed, insured, certified, one-stop shop for every busy homeowner and business owner. Their service areas include Miami, Broward, Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. Also, WCUFL.com, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So the guts check player of the game for me, y'all, this was not a hard decision once the second half was underway, and that's Gabe Vincent. I feel like uh, we have a player who is rounding himself into starting point guard form. This is all I know. If Jay Will of 06 and if Damon Jones can be the Eastern Conference final starting point guard on a team, um, if there's probably a few other guys that I'm not thinking of, Mario Chalmers, if he can be a starting point guard on a championship team, Gabe Vincent is trending in that direction. Tiffany, how are you feeling about me making a, a, a firm declaration that Gabe Vincent will be a starter in this league long term? Oh, Gabe's going to be starting somewhere else next year. Ooh, wow. How about we trade Kyle and keep Gabe? You're not, <laughs> you, that's not where you want to go with this? I didn't say that. Fair. I didn't say that. I'm just saying if, you know, if things just play the way they're playing out, you can't keep everybody. Very true. There's decisions, decisions to make. Uh, Brian, are you buying or selling Gabe Vincent um, as a player that can start for this team uh, long term down the road? Isn't Mario Chalmers kind of the comparison? Right. Like in a good way, like in a Works good way, for me. like in a good way, somebody who can play off of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and, you know, whatever the equivalents of LeBron, Wade and Bosch, like he can do that stuff. Right. And Tyler Hero, 
Like he can do that. I my only thing with Gabe is I just wish he was a better like passer, like as a natural point guard. But I feel like that's something that is probably going to have to be part of his game at some point. But not necessarily because you also have Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler handling the ball. So maybe it's not as much of a focus, right? So I think that ultimately, like yeah, he can become a starter in the league and on this team. I just think that, and this is a discussion for a later date, that Kyle Lowry contract is going to bring you back something, right? If you're moving it and it's 30 million, that gets you into some conversations. We could talk about some other salaries on the team, but like if you're doing that and you're not getting a point guard back, then that means maybe you solve the four issue and then it's just Gabe, Tyler, Jimmy, Bam, and whoever that four is, maybe. I don't want to look too far down the line, but to answer your question, I would say yeah. Let's tie a bow on this Celtics game because we all want to forget about it. This is the beautiful thing about NBA basketball, y'all, is that tomorrow they got another game, so we can either have our hearts broken again or we can feel really good about things, but at least there's another one coming up again. But uh, as I'm catching notes here from our off-the-floor feed, this comes from Alex Toledo, that the Heat and Celtics ended up finishing the game with similar half-court offensive rating, 96.8 to 98.9, but the Celtics won the transition battle and out-rebounded the Heat by seven. Here's the the, the key thing that I think is interesting, Sean. Uh, the Heat finished the game with 18 more mid-range shot attempts, but eight less attempts from three. Um Again, this kind of goes back to guys needing to operate in the same area of the floor and the offense feeling like it's a little disjointed. How do they how do they fix that on the fly here? You're the coach, so I'm going to you for for some uh, uh, X's and O's here. How do you fix that type of situation where it seems like you're like all your guys are trying to get shots from the same spots on the court? Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at cleaning the glass uh, while we were talking, and and the corner three has been non-existent. We've we basically haven't taken them in either of the two games, and we've had a low volume of three. Twenty-seven uh, percent of our attempts tonight, thirty-one percent last night or uh, two nights ago, and in in previous seasons we really leaned into the three. So. I, I don't necessarily think it's personnel. I mean, you still have guys that can get out there and shoot the ball, but I think. You know, we talk a lot of times about the downhill and getting to the paint and putting pressure on the rim. That creates those opportunities a lot of times on the outside. You got to get inside before you can get outside. Um, It's, I mean, a lot of those mid-ranges, I think, would probably be Bam, Tyler, Gabe that were taking those shots, and I think they're good shots. I I don't know. I can look it up while you guys are talking where what we shot from those. It's roster construction. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's a solution by tomorrow night like that. I don't think there's a button spoke and press. So not that I say that we trade everybody, but I just think, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of stumped in this point because like I said at the beginning, there's so many holes in our ship right now. Which one do you plug first? Which one's the priority to kind of keep it afloat for a while? Wow, we're not the sunshine pumpers you all thought that we would be, are we? Um, what about Duncan Robinson? He could he could plug some of those holes from deep. Doesn't seem like they're trusting him though. It's an interesting played, thing. Yo, Greg, he played six minutes tonight, and I don't remember seeing him at all. Agreed. Like I legit don't remember seeing him at all. Was it at the end he, of the game? It might have uh, been when I was a, setting up. He had no, a good DHO. It was first half, half DHO to Gabe, I think, for a three or Tyler for a three, but yeah, pretty non-existent. 
All right, we're going to grab some comments. Uh, we want to definitely get to the Super Chat comments, but then anything else interesting, we're going to rapid fire through here. But Tiffany, I uh, yes. want to give you the opportunity. Any final thoughts? And then we'll just go around quick. Uh, again, we don't need a diatribe, but just final thoughts from the entire panel here before we get into the questions. Um, just um, thinking about like what Sean was saying, I think the first game, the ball seemed to be popping a lot more. It was touching more hands. Um, so the, the shooters were able to shoot. This game, the shooters didn't get the opportunities that they got in the first game. And when they did, they weren't in rhythm. The passes weren't great. I noticed a lot of low passes, behind passes. Um, and that's the thing. Everyone was complaining that the shooters aren't good. The, shooter, the shooters just didn't get the opportunities. Shooters are shooters, which means they depend on other people. Couldn't have said it better myself, Sean. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not just the role players, but the stars got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. I was just looking at a quote that Alex posted from Spo. It said, um, "This was much different than Game One. We were much more active. We're not looking for moral victories or anything like that. We're looking for progress that leads to wins." He th- talked about being more consistent, sustaining it. You know, all the Spoisms. You got an opportunity tomorrow. The Raptors lost tonight in Brooklyn. They got to travel down to South Florida. You know, we're both on back-to-backs. I think they're one and one on the season. The Bulls lost today, so they're one and one. You know, you just got to find a way, you know. don't No excuses. Just get a dub tomorrow. Brian, how are you feeling about that Toronto game tomorrow? I mean, look, they're they're traveling, right? So, like, this is a no excuses. Like, don't lose this game. The, The first one against the Bulls, I thought, was, like, not a good loss at all, but I also think like Zach Levine being out kind of helps them a little bit, but that's a story for another day. Um, and then with, with the cell with going back to this game, I also like, we should acknowledge the Celtics are really good and <laughs> the yeah, defending they- Eastern conference champions, like on top of all of this, like, yeah, sometimes when you play the Celtics shit, like this is going to happen. You're not going to get into your sets. You're not going to be able to get shooters open because also that's what they're trying to do defensively. And they're as good as anyone in the league at doing that kind of stuff. But against Toronto, not the team you want to face um, on a back-to-back and not the team you want to face twice in three nights. But this Heat team is a contender, right? So this is these are the games you kind of have to win. And also Jimmy Butler played 40 minutes tonight. So uh, uh, monitor that going into tomorrow. See see how that looks. I hope we see Nikola Jovic just to give it a different look and uh, see what he can do against Toronto. Me too. And 40 minutes, zero free throws. No bueno from Jimmy Butler. That just can't happen. Manny, let's fire up these questions. We're going to go rapid fire. We'll go around the panel here and just answer them. Um, I'm coming right back to you, Brian. This is yours. Okay, Yanovis 16 says, we have a hole with the four, just like when we gave up Crowder. No energy looks like a playing team. All right, I'm not doing that again on October 21st. Uh, they do have a hole at the four, though. I don't know if Jay Crowder in 2022, 2023 plugs that hole. Mm. Um, trading for Jay Crowder, mm. getting Even him on worse. a buyout, getting him on a buyout, different story. I do think that they're going to address the four uh, at some point this season, but they're going to have to figure out something until some trade restrictions get lifted in December, January. That being, you know, Dwayne Dedman's contract because, whew, Talking about people who aren't going to make it to the end of the season on this team, Dwayne Dedman probably at the top of the list. Yes, sir. Next question. 
not having a real power forward is showing. Sean, um, the, these aren't really questions. These are statements. Um, how do they fix this? I mean, is this a situation where, like, we just have to essentially wait until the time that Brian's mentioning, this January time frame, for them to plug that hole because they're not going to get any bigger anytime soon? Is Yurt fixing this when he plays? I feel like this is like the Levitard uh, segment, see or no. You know, like the heat need a need a four. C C C oh yes, very intrigued. <laughs> like, like yeah. I mean Yes, we need a four. It's not Jay Crowder, it's not PJ Tucker, who everyone in Philly right now is tearing up on sports radio. They are so mad they spent that money. So be thankful. At least we didn't do that. But yes, we need someone in that spot. I don't know who it is, but the perfect four next to Bam exists out there somewhere. I'll just keep tweeting it out every day. It could be Jovic. I'm just saying. <laughs> Eric Pascal, Larry Sanders. I know it's only two games, but the lack of rebounding at four is not going away. We need to let go of a pick and put a package together for a player that can rebound and play defense. Patience, my friend. Patience. February. Next question for Tiffany, and then we close. <laughs> this ain't a question. Give us another one. We need. We have a great basketball mind, and Tiffany Meeks on this show we need to pick her brain. Please uh, find a good question. Here we go. <laughs> I, I know this is game two, but does the panel still think this team is okay compared to the rest of the teams in the East? Tiffany, okay. I think that you could give I, us some perspective there. I mean, right now, yeah. They're okay in comparison to the rest of the teams. You know, nobody's like guns a-blazing. Not right now. Um, everyone has flaws. We saw the flaws tonight. With Boston, we actually know what their flaws are. Um, it, you know, things change on a dime when it's sports. So what you need right now is what we keep saying. This team just has to tread water. They just got to keep their heads up and they just got to get a little bit better each game and literally hold on until somebody can go out there and find somebody stout that can play next to Bam. And listen, I don't have a problem if it's young, young Nikki Slim. But, like, realistically, I'm trying to win. So give, give, give my boy some minutes, but, like, go get a man. And Udonis Haslam would be a man <laughs> for all of our uh, audio only. Uh, Sean Rochester's holding up the white home UD jersey as the perfect fit next to Bam. And you know what? There are moments, and there were moments last year where I thought, yes. why the hell is he not just playing? What, what could be – I mean, we couldn't do any worse – uh, so that'll be interesting as well. Thank you to everybody. Um, how's that 170 million looking for Lowry and Duncan? It's looking like it's movable, just like every other sizable contract in the NBA. Yep. Truth yep. be told, Lowry is the only guard on the team that plays his man off the ball well. Gabe, Tyler Struth drift off and allow massive powering passive lanes. It drives me crazy. Uh, I can see where that yeah. would drive you crazy. It's just <laughs> instincts versus not having instincts. Right. Uh, Alfredo, thank you for definitely uh, jumping in with some comments here. Don't forget to play Prize Picks, my favorite daily daily fantasy app. Use the code five to double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Use that code five. That's the key to that thing. Great app, great desktop. My favorite way to play fantasy sports. That's Prize Picks. Use the code five. Um, any final thoughts? I'm giving y'all free reign. Any direction? Albums that just dropped that you like? Um, 
current events, <laughs> one liner less, <laughs> and then we cut up out of here. <laughs> Nobody has nothing. See, okay, that's the okay. kind. Uh, okay, two two points. One, uh, <laughs> to answer your album question, the Freddie Gibbs album. You already know, Greg. Uh, the second point. Um, Eric Pascal, I mean, you could give him Drew Smith's two-way contract. I'm just saying. He's still young enough to get one. I'm with that. Sean, any final thoughts? A shout-out to us since we're not credentialed and we're making content in comparison to those guys on the Lockdown Warriors. Shout-out to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Twitter joke for people who weren't on Twitter today. (laughs) Wow. I I didn't get it. Uh, Tiffany, any final thoughts? Uh... No, shout out to me for making my way back across the street. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, we hope to have you back on the program again, along with many other Miami Heat beat folks. That is my fam. And I uh, cannot wait to do more programming with you guys. Thank you for joining us again. Check out all of our sponsors. We will be back tomorrow night with another post game show. Um, not sure the crew yet, but I'm sure it'll be a fun one. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we come out with a victory on this next one, y'all. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.